Hello, and welcome to Out in the Woods. I'm your host, JD, and with me today is a man who has no problem pushing the boundaries of axe making and design, and he's working on cleavers. He is just an all-around, um, oh, how do I say this? Visionary in the shop. Glenn Hayworth, is it Hayworth or Haworth? Haworth. Haworth from Howling Winds, Axe, and Tool. Glenn, how the hell are you? Oh, man, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. That was a hell of an intro. I I don't know. I don't even know how to walk into that. You walk in with a rounding (laughs) applause and the spotlights are on you, man. I am so excited for this episode. Well, I'm blushing, so thank you. You truly, and you know, we talk every so often on Instagram, I'd say semi-frequently, Pretty frequently, yeah. Are one of my uh, one of my like big inspirations. Like any acts that I ever work on, I'm like, okay, let's see if I can figure out how Glenn does it. And I go and I look at you know <laughs> how you're shaping your handles or like what it's supposed to look like hanging it. Like truly a font of knowledge. So thank you, first of all, thank you, thank you for being that person. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. Um, do you have any like? background information that you just think, huh, people might want to know this or people might need to know this? That's a, that's a loaded one. I mean, it, it all depends on how much anybody really wants to know, right? Like you can, <laughs> you can start a conversation with, it all started back in 63 and, you know, exactly. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm 43, happily married with, with three beautiful kids who are hardly kids anymore. Um, twin daughters that are now 17. My son's 21 and recently out of the house and, and doing his own thing. Um, I've got a background in photography, art and design, and uh, commercial construction. So kind of a, a, a broad swath, I guess, of, of experience. Uh, I started my, my early professional career in photography and you know, weddings, photojournalism, um, a little bit of magazine work. I did a lot of, uh, I guess, album art and, mm-hmm. and live performance work in, in the later parts of my freelancing career. And that's behind me now. And you then know, that uh, kind of makes so much sense because like your Instagram's dialed, like the photos and videos <laughs> you put up, I'm like, this guy knows what he's doing and that it all clicks now. It all clicks. I know my way around a camera. I, that's <laughs> and that's that's really all it is. I, I, I know my way around a camera, and um, I don't know about dialed because I, I it, it's taken me years just to get any scrap of of people watching or or paying attention. But I've noticed over the years that there's there's been a tremendous loyalty to that that visibility, and mm-hmm. you know the interactions that I've had and the relationships that I've built, the friendships, the camaraderie. Um, I'm willing to help, I, I think is, is one of the big ones. You know, it's, if mm, someone has a question, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to answer it. And if it's a good question, I'll, <laughs> I'll I will just continue divulging information. Um, not, not just the, Oh dude, how do you do this? Yeah. yeah. Get to work. I'll, I'll start with that. <laughs> get to work. Um, but no, when it, when it comes to the, the imagery, that's, I think that's, that's really important in, in what we're, what we're doing here, especially on a social media platform. I mean, Christ, if you can't take a good picture, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, so gosh, there's 
already I have about five different tangents that I want to go on, but one of them is a question I thought of the other day driving around. I was like, okay, you and I, right, are, you could say product is a physical thing. Okay. How it feels in the hand, yep. how it holds up. That's, that is kind of like our selling features. But then Instagram is just a way of showing what it looks like, showing the curves. It just presents. You know, yeah. Yeah. So do you consider Instagram to be like a portfolio for you? Absolutely. It's my only portfolio. I don't have a, I don't, I don't have anything on, on a website or any other means to contact or access my work. So yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Instagram is my portfolio. So it's something that like, if people are like, uh, like, Oh, I want to see your work. You're just like, here's my Instagram, you know, Yep. you show them that. Okay. Okay. Cause that's, that's about where I'm at. And I've considered getting like a website or, you know, making at least like a folder with all of my, you know, photos or whatever, but it's just like Instagram seems just kind of too convenient. Cause then people already know like, Oh, I can follow this guy here. Like I can see his future work. Do you think Nothing that they can are, look at it? Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you think that there's like, maybe what are some of the like ups and downs of that being a, like a primary portfolio? Oh man, that's, that's actually like what my brain has been on fire to that, that very idea for the last, well, for a while, for a while, like most recently, I'd say in the last like month and a half, I've been thinking on this mm -hmm. very deeply and, um, the upset, the, 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 the easy plus side is access to eyeballs, right? Mm -hmm. Like we can, we can hit, we can hit faces relatively easily and, and a, a million times easier than just building a website, right? Like if you're just starting oh, yeah. from scratch and you're like, okay, I know how to make knives. Say you've been making knives for, for three years now and you've sold them to friends and families and coworkers and you have your immediate network pretty well established. The, the people mm -hmm. in your world know what the fuck you do. Yeah. Now what? Okay. They're all showering me in compliments, but largely maybe a little bit out of obligation. Right. So mm -hmm. how do I expand mm -hmm. on that, on, on that venture? Well, it's, it, it lands in social media, but if you're a little shy, that can be hard. If you're not so good at taking pictures, that can also be hard. Um, I think there's, there's been a, <clears throat> excuse me, a little bit of a disparity between the, the maker market and the content creation uh, world of influence, right? Where mm, those lines are yeah. starting to blur a little bit and oh, you're, you're getting, it, 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 yeah. And, and it, for good or bad, whatever, like, I really don't give a shit. I don't, if, if you're <laughs> making money, if you were making money, making knives and now you're making money selling content, yeah. good for you, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. It's going to be easier on your body and less, you know, your, your hands aren't going to be destroyed by the end of the day, but mm -hmm. have fun doing it. You know, you, 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 whatever it is that got you to where you're going and, and what you're doing now had to have meant something and w why not exploit it? Um, that's not to say that that has any deteriorate or, or, or diminishing thoughts to what we make and build every day. That's, that's a completely different mm -hmm. mindset, but mm -hmm how it's presented, how it's sold. It's, it's complicated now. Like it really is like we've, we've, we've got people that, that explore the, uh, the Etsy market, the eBay market, the Facebook market. There are, there are just so many markets to, to touch. Some people have a really fantastic and thriving local market where they can 
bang out a whole bunch of stuff, throw it on a table, show up at a at a farmer's market or a chili cook-off yeah, or, or whatever that local – yeah, a craft show, whatever that local, you know, gathering is and make a killing or maybe just make enough to make ends meet and, yeah. and keep the yeah. keep the gears wheeled, oiled. I don't have access to that. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does. Yeah. Maybe maybe we don't want to. Maybe we want to just be shut-ins in our garage or, or our workshops and just beat up this idea. How do I get this right? And then, and then yeah. present it and sell it. How do you sell it? It's, it's a quandary. It's, it's tough to, it's tough to take apart. And <clears throat> especially sitting in, in my seat right now, given the timing of, of what's happening in, in my world right now. So I went from 4,000 followers, December 2nd on Instagram um, 4,000 followers that I, that I, I had to work my ass off and it took me four years to achieve. So a thousand yeah. followers a year, essentially. Right. Sure. To now, um, fuck, I think I'm at 17 K. <laughs> I did look at it the other day and I, I remember talking 15. to you 15.6. <laughs> right when you hit, right when you hit 10 and yeah, it was bonkers. And I was like, man, that is incredible. And you, you said something that for the record, I think is extremely true and does carry a lot of value. You, you said something along the lines of, and I know it wasn't because of one stupid video. And it that was because made, of one stupid video. Really? I thought it was. Or I thought it you was. said it wasn't. Oh, no. It was. Really? It was 100% because of one stupid video. I had <laughs> what I had no. posted some stupid video that pissed off a bunch of people. And I didn't mean to piss anybody off, but it pissed some people off and it went, it went crazy. It's at a, it's at like a million two views right now. Oh my gosh. I I feel like I've never done anything like that. You got to make something right on the fringe. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. And you just get the comments. There's there's no, it's, it's a crapshoot, dude. Like there's no, there's really, at least for me, I have no idea. And when you when you when you gave me that compliment of my page is is so trimmed it's so on point sure yeah I know what I'm doing with a camera but when it comes to posting content and getting visibility I really don't know what I'm doing other than what I want to see and yeah. if I were someone buying or interested in buying something that I produce this is what I'd want to see and that's what I make them. So the I, axes, I, the cleavers, that's just part of the work. The presentation is, is the other half of the work. And that presentation yeah. has to be, it has to be curated. It has to, it has to be sharp, you know, and I, I, I grab a rock. I, I, and I only, for the most part, I don't want to, I don't want to brag and say I only use music that I listen to, but for the most part, the videos are, yeah. are music that, that I enjoy listening yes. to. And I, I do respect I cut, that a lot. I cut on beat. Cut on beat, I cut off beat, I find a pattern and I and I edit my video to land with the music. So I'm making, you know, tiny little fucking music videos with yeah. with sharp pretty things to, to look at while while you listen to the music. And that's for me, that's something that I enjoy looking at. When someone puts that kind of effort into presenting their work, I enjoy seeing that. If you're mm. just waving a knife around with your grubby fucking paws, <laughs> okay, cool, nice knife, but your hands look like shit. But I, I, I do the same thing. Like I've posted cleavers that are like 
fully finished and I've got six bandages on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, it's it's kind of you got to ask yourself of like, why am I doing this? Like, and, and that's kind of in in regards to both making things in general, and then also going through the effort of putting it on Instagram, because like I've bombed a few reels where they get like a hundred views. Weeks later, they have a hundred. Oh, I bomb all the time. I bomb all the time. But it's like, man, like I felt good about that. Like I'm happy about this project. And I want people to see it. And then it just doesn't get seen. And you're just kind of like, well, you know, why, you know, like I still made this thing because I want to make it. But it's like now the people that I was hoping to get to show it to don't see it because it's the algorithm or whatever. You well, can blame a, it on the algorithm. You can't. It's whatever. Whatever. Here's, here's a thought. Here's a thought. So you took the time to figure out how to make this thing, right? Sure. sure. You experimented. Some, some of those thoughts may have been really successful and some of those thoughts may have been resounding failures all in the course of one project right like maybe maybe we decided to glue up our scales this way maybe we decided to stack things a certain way and then cut things in a way that we weren't comfortable cutting them Mm -hmm. and then we don't have any fixtures to glue all this up so how do i i don't have enough clamps and you fight through all of that in the background with nobody watching yeah and then when it finally gets time to present the finished piece you only most so many people only present it once and if that reel yeah. dies or that post dies and it flops they're like well fuck it and they get mad and they they blame the algorithm well fucking sure. jam it down their throats <laughs> make another reel make another make another post present it different ways you you already recorded all the content i record everything i fucking do now yeah just so that i have something to play with i have you got some got... pieces of things hundred percent. I, I get what you're saying with that. You know, okay. I, you're right. You're right. And I'm not complaining about the algorithm or whatever. I'm just, I'm trying to have a good time. You're not. Talking. I'm just, I'm speaking hypothetically. It's ambiguously to the world. Some, some sure. of us will just say, fuck it. It didn't work. And then, yeah, but you, you keep trying your, your knives are fucking gorgeous, man. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I know like, uh, that means a lot coming from, from you. So I, I appreciate that. I, I know I've talked to um oh Flying Shark Knives uh his like yeah talking about his reels or whatever and then looking at his page too like a he makes quality materials b like mm-hmm. he does the reels right but like you said like he's not just gonna make one scale and put it up once like he's putting out no a, you know like giving it a chance to be seen you know. You have to exploit your own work. Yes. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's kind of, it's, it's hard sometimes too, but yeah, no, I mean, that's what is. you have to do. But it's a mental thing. You know, we're also playing mental games with ourselves, right? Like every day, like I'm, I'm not the happiest person all the fucking time. You know, I, sure. I get grumpy, I wake <laughs> up, I'm in a shit mood. I have, I have no creativity to speak of, but I know what I'm doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the work doesn't always need to be fueled by passion and creativity the the, the work is it, it's work mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's just like yeah going going to your job every day you, you can slog through your emails you can slog through shoveling a driveway whatever your fucking job is it doesn't matter some days you're stoked and some days you're not and 
presenting your work and and like I, I fucking hate saying content. I hate saying content creation as yeah. much as I hate describing my axes as modded axes. Like it just hurts me to say it, but it's it is what it is, and that that is what we're doing. Right? Is we are putting out things for people to consume, look at, and enjoy. And you know, you can't hold the thing, you can experience the thing visually. Yeah. Hope hope that one day they do get to grab it and be like, oh, th- this is yeah. it. I get it now, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It is funny, like, uh, I, I've been going through job applications. I actually, I started a new job on Monday, which I'm super stoked about. And uh, in mm-hmm. the interview, they were like, so what, what are your weekends like? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, free time, which is a lot of time now. I'm in the shop, like I'm working. And they're like, so you are working. And I'm like, yes, but no. Like if you look at it, yes, it is work, but it's also just like, it's what I love to do, you know? And that's a hard thing to explain to some people too, is like, why are you out here in the middle of summer covered in dust, like pouring sweat, swearing profusely for, you know, something that you don't even know is going to work. Like a, like a, like a, just a tester mm-hmm. project, you know, it's like, that's so hard not to every, explain. Not everybody, not everybody attaches themselves to the pursuit of passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So many people, and, and this is no discredit to, to these people, but they, they go to work and they make their money. And then when they're done making their money, they want to chill. Yeah. They want to rest. They want to sit down and, or mow their lawn. You know, I want to get on my mm-hmm. fucking lawn tractor not think about anything and just sip a beer all day driving this lawn tractor yep yep or watch football all day i don't watch sports i don't watch tv i fall asleep to tv i don't i don't use it as as engagement we're we're driven by by an idea we have we have ideas they're always there and if we don't touch them we don't we don't explore them we 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 come unhinged and i say we i don't pretty sure i'm not the only person who's like this but i i come i come completely unhinged well, especially if, if when I something can't... gets you real excited oh, like you yeah. get an idea that pops in your head and you're just like this has to happen i'm not doing anything else do until this. i can make it happen i, I want to know so badly do it and do i don't mean to talk. cut you off but what what was going through your head with the lost cause legitimus like where did you find that axe why were you like, you know, maybe I could, maybe I could make something of this. The Collins legitimate <laughs> double bit. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly which one you're talking about. That's the video. That's the one. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking crazy. Oh yeah. I did not know um, that. <laughs> that was it. That was the one a million, million plus views. Um, I was thinking, I was thinking about it, you know, and I was like, fuck everything I do. I grab, I have, a, I almost, it's almost a format. With, with my revenants, um, they're custom, they're different. There's, there's a, but I have a process, you know, and it's, it's fairly strict. It's fairly regimented. And I, and mm-hmm. I, I follow this, this process, make sure that everything comes through. I hadn't restored an ax in a while and <laughs> it was almost, it was almost, I grabbed this thing. I, I, I remembered that it was in a crate in, in my shed outside i have yeah. i have i have inside axes and i have outside axes i got the <laughs> i got the lost cause axes out in this this fucking crate in the, in the shed there's probably like 30 or 40 of them they're just they're shit they're garbage 
Most yeah. people wouldn't touch them. They'd sure. throw them away or they'd send them to the scrap bin, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I I had seen something that someone had done. They had presented it. They had presented it almost earnestly, but they had presented it in a, in a very pretentious way. What they had done, and it was it was really it was a blade, but there was there was some shit welded to it, and it wasn't forged. They just taken a piece of metal, then didn't heat treat it, welded this other thing onto it, and then tried to present this as a, as a quality tool. Mm-hmm. And I was I was really fucking annoyed by it, but I did not <laughs> want I would not say a fucking thing. I'm not the, I'm not going to jump on anybody's page and and put them down openly in comments. If I have something yeah. I really have to fucking tell someone, I'll tell them to their face, but I'm not going to I'm not going to yeah. do it publicly if it's it's just bad form. But this it, it was it was eroding at me a little bit. And I was I was really fucking annoyed by it. And I was like, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm going to be a little passive aggressive today and I'm going to do this. So I, I remembered that I had this, this double bit axe. Somebody, one of my buddies had sent it to me and he was like, this thing's a giant piece of shit. I can't do anything with it. He was sending me some other axes that, that I had bought off of him. He's mm-hmm. like, here, just, just take this thing. It's, if anyone can do something with this, you can probably do something with this. And mm-hmm. It's been in my fucking shed for two and a half years. And I was like, all right, screw it. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me pull this thing out. I know it's in there. And it's it's right shit. This thing, everything, every, every which way, proper fucked. Okay, it's a it's a Collins Legitimus double bit axe. The I, I can't pretend to presume what was going on with the bits prior to the welding. But that's I what I'm trying that, to figure out. Honestly, I, I I can't I can't presume any of those things, and or nor can I presume the intentions of whoever did this. And I tried to present the video in that manner. Yeah. I may have emphasized the shit welds a little too much, <laughs> which is what pissed off the internet. Cause now every fucking welder on Instagram hates my guts, but whatever. <laughs> um, it was, there were, there were, there was carbon. There was bits of metal. Let's just call them that. Right. Yeah. So in the process of building this, this ax in, in analyzing this ax, I could see that there were two flat pieces of steel welded to the ends of the axe, which as an axe guy, I had just sort of assumed that someone had worn this thing down or had acquired it and said, yeah, fuck it. I could throw some new steel on this thing and I'm a welder Uh and weld it back together. And (laughs) maybe he welded it really well. Maybe he chose some really fantastic steel. But when it was handed to me, it was in such a state. There was no understanding that without taking it apart. And Mm -hmm. so that's what I did. I took it. I cleaned off all the rust. I looked at the welds and said, well, all right, they're they're clean welds. They just look like shit on the axe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They do. They just look. They look terrible. I love axes. I, I I love pretty axes. I love historical axes. The spray paint on the and Mona Lisa kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's exactly what it is. That's like someone taking a, a, a pre-war Japanese katana, or even even a World War II Japanese katana. Let's just say that, okay? Like the ones that they handed to all the pilots, the kamikaze mm-hmm. pilots. Like here you go. Here's your here's your katana. Someone takes that and wants it two inches longer and welds a piece of steel to the end of it. Ah, <laughs> fuck. Why'd you do that? Oh, you just, no. 
destroy this piece of history, but I'm, I'm looking at it introspectively. I'm like, all right, screw it. Let's, let's look at this with, with, a, with a naive eye and try to make this reasonably functional. Mm-hmm. So I took Tuna. one half of the backside of it and ground away the welds, ground them to something that could function as a splitting edge. Mm-hmm. And just enough to peel away the welds away from the steel that they had welded to it. And that was part of the video that didn't translate right. Because people were like, oh, yeah, he just added the welds to make it a better splitting axle. No, he <laughs> fucking welded steel to it. And you're arguing with me. And I've got this thing in my hand. And never mind. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. You're on the internet. And you're not even going to see this. Who cares? Fuck off. So I actually etched I etched that steel with, with ferric chloride. Is, is it carbon? Is it not? Ferric mm-hmm. chloride will reveal carbon and steel. It'll turn black or it won't turn black. I rub I rubbed it across the, the the clean open grinds and the new steel revealed blackness. All right, I got carbon in there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much carbon. It wasn't mild steel, I can say that. Maybe it's 1045, maybe it's 1065, maybe it's 1095. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> so I went for it. I opened everything up. I cleaned up all the grinds and I heat treated it. It fucking blew up. <laughs> so that's what got me is it it didn't crack along the welds, or did it? It cracked down the eye, no. right? No, no, the edges, the edges were fine. They didn't that's harden. So crazy. They didn't harden for shit. Oh, really? They didn't harden for shit. Yeah, no, they didn't harden for shit. Mm-hmm. Um the welds themselves were harder than the steel welded to the axe. What did you quench in? Parks 50. Interesting. Okay. Parks 50 at, at 80 degrees-ish. I, sure. I heat up the oil and I just dip my finger in it. And if it's just like a little colder than my body temperature, I know I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For the steels that I'm working with, you know, I'm, 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 not, I'm not dealing with super steels here. I'm dealing with simple steels. So yeah. if I'm in that range. Especially on a, a welded together double bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to get too scientific here. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't trying to put this thing together to sell it to somebody. It was it was really just it was a it was a video experiment. Was, let's what see what's going to happen. Right. That's I love that. I absolutely love that. And you know it is funny because like exploded. You uh do you still have it or are you going to scrap it or are you hanging on to oh, it? Oh no, I still have it. No, actually <laughs> I'm going to send it to somebody. I'm going to send it to one of my buddies. And he's going to weld the blown out eye back together. Oh, and then we're going to oh, do no. this again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's, I'm not done. Oh, what's that whole, like, uh, the ship paradox? Like, if you take apart a ship board by board and replace it, like, which one's the original ship? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I did a horrible job yeah. of explaining that. That's what's going to happen with this No, no, that's, that's the premise. At what Who point is it going to be I don't know. weld? <laughs> yeah. Who gives a shit? funny who gives a shit and and honestly like the thing the thing was fucking it was toast when i got it so Mm -hmm. like i didn't really have a strong moral objection to destroying it in the first place because it's like taking apart a vcr or something yeah Uh, it was taking apart something that was already broken exactly exactly it, it is just yeah pretty... i could have just ground it and called it good but i wanted to heat treat it i wanted to see if those edges would harden up because i knew that they threw carbon steel in there mm-hmm. and if you don't heat treat carbon steel if you don't harden it it's just gonna bend and it's not gonna yeah. hold an edge so i wanted it to hold an edge 
I put you gave it all you got. And that's, all, that's that's it. That's all you can give. That's it. I, I it's I, funny. I, I uh, spent fuel and energy and you yeah. know, and it fucking it didn't work. It's Seeing fine. that all the time. <laughs> I, there's a, there's a, there's definitely a wall in my shop that says board of shame and it has a bunch of either, you know, non-hardened or overly hardened, snapped in half knives stuck into it. It's just like, you know, yeah. sometimes it just doesn't work, but seeing just doesn't work. come across my Instagram feed and seeing who posted, I was like, what, what is happening now? I was like, this What's is going to be doing? a miracle if he pulls this thing off because like you had been posting a lot about your cleavers, which I do yeah. want to get into because those things are so freaking cool. And I, I love you're making them all like the, the handles on them are spectacular. I just, I love how you're finishing out the blades. Like seeing those has actually made me want to get a cleaver. I'm not a big cleaver. I'm like a chef's guy chef's knife guy and yeah. that's it yeah. seeing those i've just been like oh, maybe i need to make maybe i need to make one you know um what spurred your cleavers that's that's a cool story actually um i had a i i had been i've been i've been laser focused on axes for mm-hmm. for years um the whole that my one step backward here. I'm going to take one quick pivot by, step back. By all means, man. By all means. I only started making axes because I wanted to make knives. And I had I had a I had a really shitty hardware store axe that just wasn't pretty and I wanted to make it pretty and I took an angle grinder and I I ground it to essentially what is now the revenant shape. Mm-hmm. Um, really crudely though, it was, it was, it's not as pretty as it is now, but I was like, what if I, I, I had been one, one more step backward. I had been dabbling in blacksmithing and not just dabbling. I had been completely consumed with the idea of forging metal at this point. Sure. Um, yeah. you, once you get a piece of metal hot and you're able to manipulate it with a hammer, and and a piece of metal underneath it you're like oh, that's that's game cool. over that's game it, over you've got the game power. over yeah yeah 100 percent. i'm gonna I, keep I doing this i'm gonna do the fuck out of this and this was uh 2010 2011 2012 maybe somewhere in that window okay life was very tumultuous in that period i think in, in my full-time job i was working like 70 to 90 hours a week at that point mm-hmm. so if i had Holy a day off i was folks yeah, I did. I did a lot of hours, um, but I, I caught this bug, and it was all it was all fueled by um, we were. I was too broke to give my wife a cool anniversary present, and I wanted to. I wanted to make her something. I didn't have any fucking money. I borrowed a propane torch from my buddy, and I took some <laughs> took some bass strings off of my bass guitar, and. I was really good at soldering at the time because I, I, mm-hmm. I work in AV, um, audiovisual. So we were sure. we were doing a lot of soldering of, of like XLR connectors, RCAs, things like that. And I was like, oh, I can solder. I can I can probably figure out how to make a, a ring or a bracelet out of these bass strings. Mm-hmm. Hammered a piece of copper pipe flat, threw some texture into it, 
carved it, you know, hammered it into a ring or a circle, like a bracelet, and then took these bass strings and, and soldered them into like a flower. It looks like shit, but I made it. Yeah. And sure. I wanted to give it to my wife. I put a bunch of, it was sweat equity. It's one of those sweat equity sort oh, yeah. of investments, right? And she's going to see it and she'll be like, fuck yeah, you put all this energy into me. This is beautiful because you made it. That's what my mind is thinking. And then she's like, <laughs> oh, cool. Right on. Um, but <laughs> heating, heating up metal did something to me. And it's okay. So now we'll, we'll fast forward. So I was completely consumed with, with the idea of forging metal. I was not particularly keen on the idea of making knives. I wanted to make ornamental things. I wanted to make shapes. I'm obsessed with scrolls and curves mm -hmm. and lines and how they interplay. And I, how do I do that with metal? So I started playing around with those, those concepts, those ideas, made a lot of bottle openers, made a bunch of like hairpins. There's a bunch of shit. That's all on my Instagram. It's like way back. Way though. back. Yeah. All the way back. Yeah, I'm going like to I'm gonna have to get look there. at that. It takes you like a good hour to get all the way back, but it's there. <laughs> and it was, it was heat treat where I was like, okay, cool. Knives. Let's make some knives. And I was like, oh shit. As soon as I started thinking about it, I'm, I'm a bit of a deep dive thinker, right? You start imagining the concept. You're like, okay, knife shaped object. Mm -hmm. How do you hold an edge? I don't know how to sharpen knives. Maybe I should start there sharpen some knives oh shit this is hard oh my god i don't understand geometry oh my god i don't understand steel what is this made out of maybe these why is this knife harder than that knife and this knife doesn't do this and oh shit i have there's so much to learn mm -hmm. so i i started there i started with the steel i started with the metal how do i understand this stuff how does it work how do i harden it how do i how do i create a good cutting edge and I feel like that is like the reverse of how people start. I know me, my first knives, I would split a piece of galvanized pipe, pound it flat, and then cut out the knife shape with a hacksaw. <laughs> and that's how I made some of my first knives. I like knew so I the shape, kind of, but did not understand the, the heat treating. It, it was pointy. That's about it. Wasn't pointy, pointy very long. <laughs> I could stab a motherfucker with it, but I don't know if I can cut yeah. my steak more than twice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Tomatoes have nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. And it was, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's just such like a deep, such an evolutionary process that like, I, I've always, I've always like, I liked axes, mm -hmm. but I didn't know what they were. I didn't know what they needed to be. And the more you, the more you analyze the object, the more you analyze the tool, the, then start to use the tool, understand how it should function, how it does function. Why does this one suck? Mm -hmm. Fiberglass handles. Why do I hate this fiberglass handle? What is it about this fiberglass handle that's, that's driving me nuts? What is it about this wooden handle that I don't like? Oh, is it the finish? Is it, does it not feel good in my hands? The ergonomics are all fucked up. Like you, you grab a hammer and you got a good hammer and you got a bad hammer. Is it the weight? Is it the handle? Is it the ergonomics? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's what it is. It's all of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's all of those. And that's, that's what happened. So cleavers, why cleavers? Um, I had a customer reach out to our uh, friend customer reach out to me who had and this, previously this is bought timeline wise what like 
timeline wise. Um, yeah. How long ago? We were two years ago. Two years okay. ago at this okay. point. Great. Someone reached out to me and they're like, dude, um, so you make axes. Um, I need a cleaver. Can you can you make a cleaver? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Hold on. At this point, I was balls deep in the in the antique tool trade buy sell trade market. So I was like, oh yeah, I could probably find an antique cleaver, clean it up, put an edge on it, and call mm. it a day. Yeah. And then I started investigating. Like, okay, let's 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 first I'll I'll reach out to a few friends, see if anybody's got you know who's who's got an old cleaver kicking around. Find one, find another one on eBay. I double down, and I've got three cleavers in my hands. I don't know what I'm doing. I I have I have at this point. What's that? I just said good start. You're making progress. It's a good start, right? Like let's let's just get these things in my hands. Let's 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 figure out what it means. I had at this point made dozen or so a dozen or so knives i I understand the concept of scales and liners and pins and hardening i I understand the steel i understand the process i know what a knife needs to be at least from a handles perspective on on what what the what today's buyer wants to see you know i don't want to see any fucking gaps Mm -hmm. i want to see a nice clean scale connection between the liners and the material I've been investigating stabilized woods, synthetics and all that stuff, but yeah, it's still pretty much uncharted territory for me. Just a little bit of experimentation. No, nothing more than a hobbyist knife maker at that point. Sure. Yeah. And it, I fell down the hole really deep and I started building a cleaver. I build one cleaver and it, it worked out. It was a good, it was a good build mm-hmm. and it sold. Was, was Bloody this like work. a restoration of the three that you had bought or were you like? No, yeah, out yeah. This was just a, this was a rusty, shitty restoration build. I, okay. I, I might've charged them like 150 bucks for it. Cause I had no, okay. idea, no idea what I was doing at the time. I think I paid like 20 bucks for the knife and I had, because I didn't know what I was doing, I didn't want to charge too much for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was just like, yeah, two and a half, three years ago. Yeah, I and I didn't know how to charge it. It's like, all right, we're going to experiment, see if I can come up with something cool. At the, at the very least, I made a couple bucks, I bought some material, and yep. I can present this online. And it'll sure. Look cool. Ended up with a buddy reach out to me from work who's like, yo, dude, that's awesome. Um, I have a cleaver. I need you to put a new handle on it and clean it up. Okay, cool. I'll do that. Did that. And then I did that like three more times. And then <laughs> now I'm like, okay, shit, people really like cleavers. And the online response was overwhelming. Like, oh, I need a cleaver. Oh, I need a cleaver. Well, fuck. All right. I guess I guess I'm making knives now. Or I'm, I'm restoring knives. But I don't want to call it restoring either. Because mm-hmm. you're not really restoring something if you're augmenting what it, what it really was to begin with. I'm rebuilding it. Sure. Yeah, let's, let's go with that concept. And then I just I, I spent entirely too much money buying a shitload of vintage cleavers because that was the only concept that I had, right? Like I'm I'm restoring vintage axes. I'm restoring vintage cleavers. Sure. The work yeah. that was going into cleaning up the tangs just to make a clean connection made me completely insane. <laughs> completely insane. 
because I also want to I want to restore I want to I want to maintain that that vintage look mm-hmm. to the face of the blade as well, right? There's patina, there's there's pitting, there's there's age there, and if if you just flat grind it or surface grind it, where's where's the age now? Now you just got a shiny thing with with a yeah. new with a new handle on it. I might as well just buy steel and make my own if that's going to be the case. <laughs> oh shit, light bulb light bulb and that's what happened i was i was sick to death of restoring vintage cleavers and i needed a fucking clean tank so i spent more time cleaning up the fucking tank than i did gluing everything up and grinding the thing and and everything so i was like all right what's what's going to take to do this it took a year it took a year to like put the whole project together right mm-hmm. draw the design out get it all measured out get the cad worked out and then figure out what steel I wanted to use, how to heat treat it. I bought a kiln. <laughs> nice. Bought right. a kiln on an idea. Yeah. It, it's a pottery kiln. It's not even a, it's not, it's not an even heat, you know? It's oh, like it's, nice it's one of the, it's one of the deep ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big oh, ass man. top loader. You know, it's like two cubic feet. <laughs> <It's huge. laughs> oh it's man. Huge. I bet that's fun. Getting I, had to fill it with fr- I had to fill it with bricks. Oh, oh no, it's a nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> but I mean, the, the the number eight cleaver is 16, 16 inches long. Yeah, yeah. So you're, I mean, and you're using seven, that kiln pretty well, you know. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like it's it was it was a good move. I think I, I I bought it used on on marketplace for one hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. that's that is incredible. We we've got a kiln. Oh, from I'm a cheap bastard. Lost. I'm a cheap bastard. That's incredible, man. I've had this kiln now for three years. It has not been lit since I've owned it, and I know the previous owner did not use it because he was my old boss, mm-hmm. and it was for sale from an estate sale. And my mom went to it. She was like hey, there's kilns here. Do you want one? And they were all sold. And my boss had bought one of them. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. He closed up shop. I got this kiln. Haven't had a place to put it. Now I can't move it. So it's just like yeah. one thing after They're another. Brittle. One of They're these kind games, of hard to move. Yeah. When you don't want to drop them, you know? No. But, no. I mean, they're just they're just a bunch of bricks glued together with some yeah. steel. Just It's like it, strapped together like a, like a pallet. It's they're insanely brittle. Oh man. So yeah, it's uh it's one of those things. It's just like add it to the list of stuff you got to get done, I suppose. Well, um, that's just it, right? And exploring ideas. Yeah. Exploring ideas. And so this is one thing that I'm curious to, to hear about. So pulling from the episode, the Olio archive episode, which he sent in a couple of questions by the way. But listening to that episode with you. Of course he did, that son of a bitch. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, you mentioned <laughs> your time as a as an AV tech, going about things like the long way, as you described it. Yeah. And just using what yeah. you had on hand to, you know, in the end still get the job done. So I'm wondering, yeah. and this is something I've thought about before as well, do you think that a limited tool set can be a diving board for like creative problem solving? Absolutely. That's the best way to solve problems. You just have to have a different brain. Yeah. Yeah. I could see you that. You have to have a different brain. If you, if you look at your tools as a limitation, then your tools will always limit you. Ooh. But if you look at the problem and say, 
how do I fix this? How do I get this done? This is what I have. You, yep. will, you will find a way creatively to solve that problem with what you have. You know, Instead of telling yourself why you can't do something, you're telling yourself how you can do something. It's part of the reason I'm excited to have an actual job coming up. It's like, it's not in metalwork or fabrication, but you know, the things that I've picked up from throwing pottery and the little bit that I've done it or woodworking that translates to metal and knives and things like that, there's always some overlap. And it's amazing Mm -hmm. how working in a shop or working with other people, you know, maybe not every day, maybe not every week, but eventually someone's going to be like, you know, I do that this way because this is the only way that I've ever taught been taught to do it. And it's wildly different. Like using a, this is not safe, but using a, like a cutoff wheel as a grinding wheel to get into like real tight corners, you know, sure. Like blending stuff together. You can feather it really well. Jeff Fader taught me that one. I still think about that. I still appreciate that. And uh, it's just like, it makes total sense. But you just don't think about it in the moment. And you may eventually think of it. But having just someone there to be like, try it like this, you know? That's what, I, And that's where I think the value of, of having a maker community really comes mm. in, right? Is that oh, yeah. There's, there's exposure to content and then there's, there's, there's curiosity. And when, when you're... When you're intrinsically curious, you're always looking for answers. You're you're always looking for something, right? Mm-hmm. And for someone like me, I've got I've got a million problems to solve. I can't solve them all actively at any given time. So I have like this this like back burner catalog of things that I want to get to. And someone will say something and then go and, and a light bulb will go off in my head, like, oh, <laughs> there it is. Been thinking Bingo. about that for fucking ten years. <laughs> Boom! Let's do it. And a p- perfect example that that knife that you did—you were doing this like contest thing. I don't, I don't know what the fuck it was, but you had presented Black G10. Um, oh yeah, longitudinally yeah. along the knife. Yeah. And I've been trying to figure out a way to present a straight line from heel to point. How do I do that without splitting it down the middle along where, say, you put the pins? You know, you don't want that down the middle of the, of the blade. How do, I, how do I get these straight lines moving forward? Yeah. Layers. I get, yes. Dumbass. Yes. Fucking layers. <laughs> and... You you opened something up in my brain, and I, I saw that and went, oh, oh, <laughs> I understand this now. Okay, great. And immediately, like as soon as I saw that knife, I was on I was on my my maker uh, maker material supply. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, sure. That's how you say it. And G10, fucking brown micarta, like let's let's go. And then I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh. How do I, ooh, I got all these other, com- ooh, oh, I got all these other ideas. Bunch of G10, bunch, bunch of different combinations. I'm like, why would you buy quarter inch G10? Why would you buy quarter inch G10? Oh, now I get it. Now I get it. I'm buying a bunch of quarter inch G10 now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that, and, and you gosh. explore those ideas. 
Isn't that so fun though? It's like once you just kind of have that little moment, that little like break the ice, mm-hmm. little chip away, it's just it's a whole new world. It's just like floods in. I love new that ideas. Moment. Yes. New ideas. They're 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 explosive. They're explosive. And and similar things happened to me with, with carving and sculpting. You know, it was like, oh my God, if I turn my grinder fucking 90 degrees this way, I I I I run a I run an Ameribraid and I didn't want to get the minimal package, right? Like I'm like, if I'm gonna do this, I need to fucking do it. The first yeah. grinder I made, I made that grinder. <laughs> oh boy. So if I'm gonna get a proper one, I needed to I needed to do everything I wanted to do. And I wanted to turn yeah. it on end. And I could I was so intimidated to turn that grinder sideways. But once to... I did, oh my god. I bet that was a game changer. Was... I still I'm stuck with my it's like, it's like a smoked brisket. It's it's, <laughs> it's like once you've had a good smoked brisket, you're like, why am I eating brisket any other way? I turn that grinder on its side. I'm like, oh, oh man, all these, I... all these back aches and the the cramped shoulders and the neck Game cramps. Over. They're all Game gone, over, baby. They're I'm, all gone. I'm using a, a three speed KMG that I I'm not even gonna tell you how rough of shape this thing is in. It has been an incredible grinder. But I've used some of the newer grinders with like a VDF and all that. And I'm just like, oh, when can I when can I be rich and buy new tools? Mm. I'm looking so forward it's, to it's getting hard. something new. But ugh. it's hard, uh, dude. This is this is the game though, right? Like when yep. when you're I've I've and I've, I've I've endured some of these comments myself, you know, where someone online's like, Oh, it must be nice. I wish I had that. Well, Fucking sell something and you'll you'll have it. It is nice. I actually. bought my tools. <laughs> I bought my tools with the things that I sold. Exactly. Very much. I kept my shop budget isolated from my home budget. Mm-hmm. So I had a full time job. My full time job paid for my home, paid yeah. for my family, and kept my kids fed. It got my bills paid. Whatever the fuck I did in the shop was isolated. Mm-hmm. If I needed belts. Got to sell a knife. Yep. If I yep. needed wood, better sell an axe. If I need more axe heads, better sell more axes. You know, it's funny. And- I, I remember for my birthday, I got Home Depot gift cards. This was when I was 12 or 13. And I finally, I tallied up at the end of the night uh, from like, I have, a lot, I have a lot of family members. My mom is one of seven. So I would... This birthday was pretty incredible. So I was finally able to get a Ryobi 4x36 belt sander. And oh, that tool I still used almost like every day, if not every day in the shop, until the shop burned up. And I'm so sad that that tool's gone. But that thing burned up. Wait a minute. Slow down. Back up. You, you like your shop burned down? Oh, yeah. Did you not know that? Back in March. No. Yeah, it got caught up in wildfire. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm it was terrible weird. at scrolling. I don't scroll a lot, it's, so I don't see everything. It's to totally everybody. fine. Oh it's my god, totally it's fine. Um, you know, it's like it could. It, it was sad for a lot of people. We lost a couple other things, but um, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I've talked about this a lot, but yeah, Ooh. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Could have been a lot worse, but. 
thinking about like that and i had some drawings that some friends had done and like just like some of my like my grandpa's tools like stuff like that i'm like you know oh god i i probably that'll that'll wreck me yeah it it was a little that'll wreck me it's opened up a lot of new things in life so i can't complain too much but that four, first four by thirty six grinder. Do you need I, some tools? Can I send you some tools, or, or no, like, I'm, I'm or, good. are you all set now? Uh, so my my knife grinder and kiln they were they were back home, and insurance I think is going to cover a lot of it. Um, so we're good. Oh, we're good. God, I couldn't imagine. It was oh, I couldn't imagine. It was pretty gut wrenching to to see. It's amazing yeah. what happens in a fire, like just how much stuff burns up. Um, oh yeah, there's so much carnage. Yeah. It's and all like, carnage. Fire my, fire doesn't give a fuck. My shop was metal, but it was a like a trailer. And so it had a wood base. Uh it was like uh, on wooden beams with a wood floor and metal walls. Yeah. And so like uh, everyone was like, Oh, that's metal. And it's like the floor was wood. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> the so, bottom is fuel. <laughs> soaked in oil and grease and yeah. Like, yeah. Oh man. Oh, okay, God, I wanted. I do want to get to some of these that. questions. I do want to get to some of these questions. Okay, this has been an incredible all right, all right, conversation. I'm sorry. No, you're good. This has been that. great. This. I'm happy that we didn't just like blow through them in the first five minutes, and it's you and I Ooh. sitting in silence. Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we won't do any of that. So, so your buddy from the Olio Archive asks, "How long have you been playing with wood alone in your garage?" Oh, that son of a bitch! There's a there's an innuendo in there. Ah, I I don't know what you're talking about. That seems like a very that was an innuendo. That was completely an innuendo. Yeah, Um, yeah. Playing with wood in my garage. How long? Okay, so I'll I'll answer the question directly. Um, six, eight, ten years. Ten years. I've been I've been in my garage, playing with my wood. Nice. Occasionally. My wife picks up the wood and she's like, this is nice wood. I like this wood. I'm going to have to put in a, the explicit tag on this episode. Jeez. We're talking about handles. Yeah, here. no, you're I right. You're absolutely right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. So on that context here. So yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So about 10 years I've been carving on, I've been carving on wood to one capacity or another. And in the context of, of axes, we'll go with, uh, let's say, five, five, six years. Five, six years. Dang. That's pretty good. It's not much. No, it's not much. What? It's nothing. I, I, I know your, all of Jack act, shit. Holy smokes. Nah. Uh, okay. nah just, you're I'm being just, humble. I'm just playing I, around. I'm trying to make. You're, sure. Sure. I get it. I'm on trying that to make same, things that uh, I think are pretty. On that so same uh, avenue. He also asks, he said, quote, facets and following grain, question mark. So I'm curious, do you have any any tips for grain? And what is it about facets that you like? Because you are a man of many facets on your work. Yeah. um, Yeah. I'm, I'm obsessed with curves, lines, and flowing geometry. Um, when I, I say geometry more figuratively than literally, um, I don't measure, I don't, I don't have numbers for any of these things. I can't measure this, this curve and say that it is of this number or that just that 
I feel it, I see it, and I like it. And there's a there's a visual ratio to what works in a curve and what does not work in a curve and how that curve mm -hmm. transitions into another. And I, I wish I knew how to explain that in a way that made sense, but it doesn't. I get what you're saying. And I really don't know if there is a way to explain it. Like some things look right. I'm pretty sure there some is. Things don't look There's right. a mathematical thing. There's a mathematical thing here. Like and I still haven't figured it out. Like the golden ratio on, on a mathematical level. Oh, definitely a golden ratio sort of thing. Um I'm I I understand the Fibonacci sequence and I, I know that you know you you've got a you've got a rule of thirds. You've got your Fibonacci sequence and your golden ratio is essentially the same thing. Mm -hmm. That curve slopes. I use, I use that golden ratio in almost everything I do. Mm -hmm. The, the sweeping curve at the end of my cleavers, um, the bearded curve at the mm -hmm. forward end of my revenants, essentially I gotta, I gotta pull. Based I gotta pull off up of the Fibonacci sequence. Okay, I, uh, I see it on the revenants for sure. They're not circles. They're not nope, radius. I, I, I see it on curves. the cleavers. I see it on the cleavers. Yep. You know, um, and and those lines need to move with each other and flow. Exactly. And then, and then this is the leading grain question he's got. That that grain needs to contribute to that curve, otherwise they conflict. And I can't, if, if you have grain that moves against your curve or the other way around, now you have a confusing sequence of lines. So those things all need to work in sequence so, or, or complementary at least. Our, I, this is super roundabout. Um, technically Out in the Woods started as an outdoor podcast. So I have to ask, are you much of a hunter by any chance? I, I wish I was, but no, I'm not. I want to be. So it's on the list, but I don't hunt the world of hunting antlered things, right? Especially, and I'm, I guess, specifically talking about whitetail here, um, on a buck, mm -hmm. there's a set way that you can score a buck and you measure the antlers and you add up all these random numbers. It takes a long time. I've never done it. Um, but there's a way. And I watched this clip with, uh, Steve Ranella, who's a big hunter and, Allegedly, yes, yes, uh, the meat eater. He was saying how at some point, like you either want your buck to be as symmetrical as possible or so unsymmetrical that it, like there's a certain line where dissymmetry will count against you. And then if it goes beyond this, it'll count for you. If that does that make sense? Like if there's four points that on does one make side sense. and three on another or something like that different. No, that does make sense. I mean, score. I can't speak to it in, in in the sense of antler growth, but I can I can relate to it in, in a in a design perspective. That's what I was getting to. If you're fighting if you're fighting real hard for symmetry and you're close but not quite there, mm -hmm. it's fucked up and it's wrong. Yes. But if your symmetry is not is so far off that it's deliberate, mm -hmm. you're fine. Yep. It needs to be deliberate though. 
and yes. and and we're we're not working with forces of nature and in a way we are right like we have to we have to choose a piece of wood and depending on the thickness of that wood that grain is going to do certain things the further the further you grind into it the further you file into it cut into it that that grain changes as you cut in yeah so there's a there's a there's a reading to the wood. You know, you, you learn to look at the wood and say, okay, uh, this might do this and it might do that. But I, based on what I know on this kind of grain, it should do this. And I'm yeah. going to go with that. I'm so happy you roll you it. up on that. I'm so happy you got where I was going. You brought me home. <laughs> I appreciate that so much. Um, you're right. It's like... I'm, I'm eccentric, man. Like I, I work in abstract ideas and sure. abstract thoughts in sure. everything that I do. So it's it I, I can pull that stuff together. But yeah, no, I, I, I work and I thrive in that that very concept right there. And you, you summed it up beautifully. It was perfect timing because that's it, right? Well, like it's, yeah. it's, either, it's either symmetrical or it's not. Yeah. And if it's not symmetrical, it needs to not be symmetrical for a fucking reason. Yeah. And that's what I love. It I works think or it doesn't work. Book ending off of your, your facet um, discussion is like when you round over a knife handle or anything really, like you can get away with more. When you have crisp lines and they're supposed to be the same on both sides and you there's like, no hiding it. There's no hiding it. And no, it is no hiding it. It is crazy how small of a difference you can look at a like a knife handle or something and be like, Yeah, this isn't right. You know? And like it yeah. feels right, like at a first glance it's fine. And then you're like, wait a second, this isn't this none of this lines up. And it just if you were to round it over, it'd probably be fine. But the fact you that know you what? There's... have those faces and facets is I guess those are the there's same. a philosophy to that though and it it lines up to it lines up to my idea of challenging yourself like i i challenge myself if i if i take on a project that's a little outside of my comfort zone i i choose i choose a way to make it i choose i choose guardrails right like if i'm going to do this i'm going to do it this way mm-hmm. and here's why and i come up with an idea so the idea of carving facets and I, and facets, facets is, is, is another fucking stupid abstract word, but <laughs> if, if you just add lines to things, it makes it easier to understand where things line up. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't measure, I don't know. And, and again, that's another one where I, like, yeah, I could make a jig or I could make this or, yeah, if I set my my work rest, I don't use a fucking work rest. I free I freehand grind everything. That's that's another one of those stupid things in my brain where I'm like, well, if I can figure out how to do this by hand, yeah, freehand, no guides. I'll do learn it. to teach my eye how to see these things. Mm-hmm. I'll learn to teach my hands how to move this way, and you you, you build muscle memory. So. Do it the long the way. The facets do it the long way. And that's it, right? So yeah. when you're when you're forging let's 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 take it to uh to a blacksmithing context. If if you take a piece of square stock and you need to make it round, you need to forge that square stock 
into an octagon mm-hmm. and then a hexagon and then round. Mm-hmm. So you knock corners down. You just knock corners down until you're round. So I took that same philosophy with facets. And if I can carve a straight line into this handle, I can then see what the grain is doing. I can see what the grain is doing in relationship to the shape that I'm trying to achieve Mm -hmm. and then add more facets, add more facets, more straight lines. The more straight lines you have, you're really just buying yourself freedom to explore round. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great, that's a great way of putting it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it. You know, the more straight lines you add to something you intend to make round, you're making it more symmetrical, geometrically, and then you can just keep knocking corners off until it's round, until it's something that you want it to be. I do very little round things. Like there, there are so few things that I do that are round apart from sculpted radii. And I, I yeah. want curves. I want them to flow. I want them to flare. I want flares. It's, it's all very intentional. It's all very intentional. It's all very, it's, it's all very deliberate. And I think that's the approach, right? Is straight lines into round. That's the approach. Okay, this this is going to bookend, and I I have a feeling we might get carried away with this one. And we, how are you doing on time? We can cut it up. We can we can stop. I still have Mm -hmm. a few more things. We can save it for the next one. I hope you'll come back on. No, we're good. But this question, I'm in a good place. Okay, good, good. Um, Do you know who Richards Woodcraft Richards Woodcraft is on Instagram? Kevin Richards. No, he is a bowl turner out of uh somewhere in utah salt lake city somewhere some somewhere in that part um i don't know how we first started talking but i just i guess i asked him a question or two it's very similar to how you and i i think began uh i just asked a question and then we just kind of like started talking so i've known him for a couple of years now known through the internet i guess incredible guy incredible guy i've bought a few of his bowls. They are infinitely more beautiful in person than they are online. I highly recommend getting one, but he asked how that goes. And this just seals the deal for how incredible of a person he is. He said, question for Glenn, you could continue to put time into an ax and find more to improve on or embellish, but eventually you have to call it good. Where is the line for you between creating art and production? That's a really good question. Where's the line? That's such That's a good really question. good question. It's bringing the heat, Mr. Richards. I love it. Bring in the heat. No, that's that's the good stuff. That's always that's always the dilemma, right? Is what is good enough? Mm-hmm. I don't believe in good enough, but I accept good enough if that makes any sense when yes my wife my wife adds color to this this quandary that i have right where i'll i'll be i'll be just on fire with a project and i'm like i don't know where to go with this i'll bring it inside 
And I will ask my my wife, I'll ask my daughters, one of my daughters in particular, Madison, she's she's gotten so adept at picking up my work and analyzing it. She's gotten past the idea of compliments. Like I'm not looking for compliments. I'm yeah. looking for analysis. You've I want created you to a monster is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Yes, no, I have. And and I want you to tell me what's fucked up with this because I feel like I'm done, but am I done? And then oh, she starts man. looking at it and she's like, okay, symmetry's good, but I see a little scratch line here and this is a little fucked up there. And then I go, okay, do I want to spend another fucking 15 hours going or 15 hours, whatever, whatever fucking yeah. number that is? Some, some timeline, sure. Going backwards. On, on a blade, mm-hmm. it all, it all, I think I, I, I'm remiss to say, but it, it, it lands in what is being paid for the price for, for, for the job. If someone's paying for a, for a top shelf premium piece, there are certain things that I just will not accept leaving my shop. Sure. Perfection is perfection. They're paying for perfection and that's what they're getting. Mm-hmm. If it means I have to make a whole new handle, that's what happens. Yeah. But there are others where they're like, I just need this thing to work. Okay. So I stopped sanding this thing at 220. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just about I to say it's off at 220. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. That's it. You know, and, and, well, I'm, and, and in the context of axes, really, I mean, you, you don't want them to be too shiny. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to slip right out of your hands. It, yep. You know, exactly. you want, you want a little bit of texture and that's, that's important. Gosh. That's it's, it right it's, there is, is it's, it's, it's all piece dependent. Yeah. It's such an interesting question because it's, a very concrete question, like assuming that there is a line, but it is so abstract. In the there isn't one. Like, yeah. Every situation is going to be entirely different. You know, every what is, this is going to be different. It's going to, what is the project in the beginning? You know, like it is. Well, and it, it goes beyond dollar value as well. You know, like what is this person going to use this tool for and what do they need it to be? Exactly. Exactly is do do they want a high polish maybe i want a high polish because i'm selfish and i love (laughs) i happen to choose a really deep figured curly maple and this stuff is gonna fucking shine at a 2000 grit hand sand and then polished at four progressions of compound it's gonna be gorgeous you're gonna be able to see yourself in the reflection of this curly maple. It is going to fly out of your hands at the first swing. <laughs> and it, right. No, really. And it's just going to have so much movement. But is that what they want? Yeah. Is that what they're paying for? Is that what they need? Or is this is this going to do what it needs to do? Because that's what they asked you to do. What is the job? I make tools. You know, I'm not making furniture. I'm not making... I'm not making things if I'm making something that's supposed to sit on a wall, that's a different job. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. If I'm making something that needs to work, 
that's that's that job so there it's it's a sliding scale man it, it stops when it stops according to the work in farming mm-hmm. it it is interesting like i've had people say i have this budget i want a knife that is going to be a display piece it's going to sit on my shelf what can i like knock yourself out make something crazy and i've also had people say i don't want any bells and whistles I just want something to, you know, slice my tomatoes or whatever. It's like, what can I get? You know, and it, at those two different levels, like both of them, I, you know, for me, both of them are going to be functional knives. They're both going to do their job. Should the person decide to use them, but the handle material, your finishes, you know, all this extra stuff is that's the line, you know, that's the line that's got to be drawn somewhere. It's up to you. I guess. Well, it, that, it, it's 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 hard as a maker to draw that line sometimes you know because you always want to put your best foot forward you want your material to look its best yeah and that's hard sometimes you know some materials some materials will fight you all the fucking way tell, tell that to that i get collins i get <laughs> dude when it, when it comes to making axe handles you know you buy you buy a piece of you buy a hickory board that's eight feet long mm-hmm. and I have the job of, of reading that grain. I got to look at that grain from, from the face of the board and the end grain of the board and then read that grain in a way that's going to create, create a good, strong striking tool, right? Like mm-hmm. one that's, that's not going to break. I, I need that grain to be oriented in such a way that I can't have that grain running out. That's that's another that's another fucking word that most people don't understand in the axe world. Even in the axe world, most people don't understand that word. But how do I make this grain? How do I make this board do what I need it to do? Where are those lines? Yeah. And you can think creatively, and you can also you you have to think functionally. This is a striking tool. This this grain needs to be contiguous from bottom of the axe, where 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 your where your hand meets the end, mm-hmm. all the way to the front where that that wedge gets driven in. How many grain lines can I jam into this? Yep. To and this it, you know that's a shit show that I'm about to make. It doesn't matter how pretty the piece of wood is. If it's especially on an axe, no. especially on an axe, if it is, if it has run out, it's gone. Like it's done. It's gonna break. <laughs> yeah, it is hundred percent gonna break. This does. There's it's break. a question, and you've pretty, I think, pretty well answered it. But I do want to just they they wrote in, so I got to give them a little shout out. Uh, at Motowell on Instagram. Thanks, Mrs. Motowell. She said, "What is your inspiration, and how do you decide on the wood for the handles?" So I think you answered that a lot with your grain. Uh, at least that's it. Know, what makes the cut, it. so to speak? So for 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 axes, I uh, I've I've got a I've got a local place that I that I go to. They're a mill. They're a they're a, they're a second. I guess they're a, they're a second tier. They're not a mill. They're not the the place that cuts the logs. They're the place that sells the wood. Oh, and. I'm looking for I'm looking for 
Okay, I'm looking for grain density mm-hmm. for one. Sure. If I'm making an axe, yeah, I want as many as many lines of grain that I can that I can jam into um, an inch and a quarter, which is uh, five quarter in in, in lumber wood, talk. Wood terms, you're buying yeah. a piece yeah, of lumber. Yeah. Yeah, you're buying you're buying a piece of five quarter lumber. I buy five quarter lumber because it's more economical. It, there's more of it, mm-hmm. and I can I can laminate a beautiful piece of wood to the the very bottom of it. Add to, the palm swells, man. You do such a good job. Add with the palm, palm swells. Those are that add that little bit of meat of the palm swell. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'll 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 give you some tips, but grain grain density is is number one. Grain orientation is number two. Grain orientation. So most boards are quarter sawn, and what you end up with is if you imagine uh, a log on its way to a giant bandsaw, a giant bandsaw. It's on its way. They're cutting this thing on quarter. So they do everything that they can to make this this log square. Hog it out, rotate, hog it out, rotate, hog it out, rotate, and everything's square. You don't always get the best grain that way. Mm -hmm. But if you go with a half-sawn board, you get a half-sawn board, and you get depending on the size of the log, you get, you get longer grain lines. And if those, those, if you're looking at the end of the board, if you're looking at the end of the board, uh-huh. you're imagining the size of the log and you're looking at that, that line that sweeps upward, outward, upward or downward. And when you're making an ax handle, density first and then how many of those lines exit the board before the top corner of the board top corner of the board is only an inch and a quarter top right yeah zero run out that's a zero run out board but at eight feet you have to read that grain yeah. Figure out how much of that board I can, how many axe handles can I make out of this board? Maybe two, maybe three, maybe four. Who knows? But so can, there's correct color. Me, correct me if I'm wrong here, just for the, the listeners here. I'm going to, so the, okay. the quarter sawn, okay, you have a log and you basically lop off four sides and you make it square. Yep. And then from there, right. you slice up your boards. Okay. Half sawn is like you're cutting a pizza and you go half one way and then you take those two halves and you split those half in half again, right? I think it's, it's I think actually, I think a half sawn is, I think a half sawn is that they start in the middle. So it's like, but they, the, but I might be wrong. The, the rough pieces look like pie wedges. Yes. Correct. Before they slice them into boards. Correct. Okay. I think that's right. Okay. 
Again. Okay, I got a, no. I got a picture here of quarter sun. I think we're good. They look like a they look like a pie wedge. So as opposed to making one big square, Dude, quarter sun, make... yeah, quarter sun looks more like a pie wedge. Yeah, half sun, they go in, they go in deep. They're like, nope, this is the good grain. We're gonna cut this in the middle. Mm-hmm. Half sun, they go for good grain. Quarter sun, they're going for longevity of lumber. Sure. Okay. They're trying to maximize that that log for maximum boards. Quarter sawn is not always ideal, but sometimes quarter sawn turns into fucking awesome lumber. There we go. But it's luck of the draw. It's luck yeah. of the draw. And, and it's hard. So final part of that question. It's a giant pain in the ass. I spend minimum minimum two to three hours at the at the lumber store oh dragging out oh no yeah it's 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 a shit show fun time though honestly oh no but i i love it i love it i love it oh yeah (laughs) i love that day but i have to choose those days selectively because i know i'm gonna go in there and i i know what days they bring in certain species of lumber i know what days (laughs) they I, I know these people. Do you, I have do you a relationship? Like, uh, do you ever take them cookies or anything like that? Donuts? Oh no, I know. I just, I just, I just reward them with dollars. Oh man, <laughs> that's enough. You want to make you want to make some supplier happy? I baked some cookies for my steel supplier. I think it was last Christmas. Oh my gosh, I have never seen more grease-covered men so happy in my entire <laughs> life. They were like. Man, you need something cut down. You just let us know. We'll take care of you right there. You just start. You just gotta, gotta grease the wheels, man. They'll start I, pulling. I, I understand the greasing you. the wheels. <laughs> I understand the greasing the wheels perspective. It doesn't work here in in Connecticut. It oh, doesn't work. Dang. They don't give a fuck. Dang. Money talks. Yeah. Money no, talks. That's fair. And that's I'm, fair. I'm in there, and I don't make their job hard. I look for the wood. I find the wood, and. I get what I need and I get the fuck out. That's that's yeah. what they want. Yeah. Oh, that's what they want from me. That's hilarious. Gosh. Well, gosh, this has been a hoot. I I'm ready to have you back on. Let's just let's just record another one for crying out loud. I I, I hope well, fucking a, let's do it. I hope that this has been a good uh, a good time for you. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Do you it have any thoroughly. do you have anything else you want to talk about? I hope I didn't about? bore no, I mean, fuck. I mean, I could, I could, I could get into all kinds of sales perspectives and and Ooh. go look at me and go do this thing and go click this thing and go buy stuff. But no, that's no, exactly what you no, need to do. Good. How how can the people find you? How can the people find you? Let's start with that. Currently. Um, Instagram is the, is the best way to reach me. I'm I'm Howling Winds Axe and Tool. No I, spaces, I work no in nothing. tangent. No spaces, no nothing. Fuck underscores. <laughs> just makes things annoying. It just makes things annoying. I I work in tangent with my wife uh, Cassandra, who makes some absolutely incredible soaps. And that's that's 
where this whole thing started was 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 a homestead we we raised chickens we got a couple dogs we got land and we're trying to make this dream a reality and making soap and selling axes is what makes this hell yeah man let's go i love it i love it i'm gonna go out and buy some soaps now crying out loud i'm gonna send in an order howlingwindshomestead.com you can start there and everything everything she makes is natural clean and smells fucking amazing so if you're looking for if your wife is tired of of smelling your not so good smells okay we got you i'll you know we got you the the well that's whole that's a whole nother topic i'm here for it I know that the listeners will be here for it. Glenn, I have one final thing that we got to do. I need yeah, I need you to leave the people with a song recommendation. Just something that you're song just recommendation. really liking, something that you think people should go and put on the radio right now. Oh fuck. Oh man. Okay, blindsided. The music is music is a hard one for me because I'm I love my music. I love my music. Okay, so right now, currently, currently, I am completely obsessed with All Them Witches. All Them them Witches Band. You can find them on Instagram. Um, They are on Spotify. They got a great vibe. Okay. They're on Spotify. They're everywhere. You can find these motherfuckers. They're so fucking good at what they do. They got a great, like, bluesy vibe. It's open, sort of free flow rock and roll. Very excited. They they, they can do it hard, but it's, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. All them witches band. They're, they're good. Um, I'm not good at pulling out songs. I'm so bad at this, man. You're doing great, man. You're doing great. It doesn't. No, you got me. You got me. Hold on. I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up like three songs right now that that people need to listen to. Okay. And uh, this is this is what's fueling my fire right now. Like when I'm when I'm working, I listen to music, whether it's whether it's headphones. I, I do have a speaker system, but sometimes, sometimes the grinder gets in the way of that. The, the sometimes shop, the grinder gets noise. in the way of that. So I'm going to share my my three favorite songs. Okay. Um, I'm going to add them all them witches. Yes. Am I going up? Okay. Call me star. The marriage of Coyote Woman. Woo. Okay. I'm very excited to listen to The other second band. Second band. Um King Buffalo. Ooh. King Buffalo. I'll give you one song from King Buffalo, and that's that's trying to do it for you. Um Pocket Full of Knife. Oh. I haven't even heard it. I might just make that my uh pocket last band last band and i'm gonna call it quits the sword fucking awesome do you have a song recommendation to start with them empty temples okay 
Okay. Empty temples. They they did uh, they they did their own music. Wait, they did uh, they did an Alice in Chains. Jay Robbins. Yeah, yeah. No, they they took Jay Robbins. Uh, 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 they 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 took an MTV unplugged approach to their own like three albums and then redid it again in acoustic. And that's the one you want to listen to. Um, it's called. Let me find it because I'm low country, low country. That's the album, the sword low country. Okay. And there's empty temples. I see it. King Buffalo. And oh my God, the other one that just lives rent free, completely in my mind, mist and shadow. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this. And early snow. These will all be really familiar because I use the fuck out of these bands and, in everything that I do. So you like those? You like the uh, the ones from the Low Country album? Oh yeah, right. no, the Low okay. Country album okay. just hits me just right. Okay. But that band, the Sword, is is kick ass. They're Don't both hard and soft at the same time. Don't be surprised if you start seeing it on my on my reels. I'm gonna start using some of this music. Mm-hmm. Here. God, get after, okay. dude! It's it's such good stuff. It's stuff good. I, I, I've, I've been, I've been both like I'm punk rock. I love punk rock. I've been, I'm, I'm an old punk. That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the thing that just resonates with me. I mean, I'm an old punk, but metal, good rock and roll, blues, sixties psychedelic, and then these bands merge kind of psychedelic American folk and metal all at the same time okay i i don't i don't even know if i have a song recommendation to follow that up i i think i'm just gonna leave it there that's incredible <laughs> i'm so excited have to fun start with listening. that i will get I after will. it kids get after it kids these these guys are amazing and <sighs> it, i listen to queens of the stone age a lot like i love those dudes um there's a bunch of shit fugazi I, I can keep going, but these three bands right now are, are really what's kind of fueling what I'm doing. And they're they're forward in my mind and everything that I do. I love it. The Sword, All Them love Witches, um, King Buffalo. These, these, these guys are really okay. providing the background sound to what I'm doing. Okay. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm excited to listen. I'm excited. You got to come on the podcast. This has been a blast and <laughs> a half, you, man. man. Thank you. Any Thank closing, you. any final remarks? Are you good? Oh, man. Just just guys, like, I'm, I'm a dude in a fucking garage, okay? And I think that's it's really important that everyone understands that. Like, I didn't get here because I tried to get here. I got here because I just do things that I fucking love doing. And... Have fun doing what you're doing, but have an idea and resonate. Just fucking resonate. Be good. Be awesome. Have fucking fun. That's it. I'm just a dude in my garage. (laughs) Just a fucking dude in my garage. I don't have a big fucking palace of tools. (laughs) Just a motherfucker. You're making a motherfucker just like you. You're getting it done, man. 
That's it. That's it. it. I'm having fun doing it, though. Have that's fun the goal, baby. That's the goal. Doing it. I love it. All right, folks. Have that's fun. it for me for this week. Have a great one. As always, cheers and God bless.